What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 135 of Beef's Beef. Before we get into our podcast today, I want to talk to you about our sponsor. My friend Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage is there for all of your home loan needs. Hit her up if you need to refinance a mortgage, if you need a home loan, whatever you guys need when it comes to the home loan stuff. You can get in touch with her at 502-615-0743. Again, it's 502-615-0743. It's my friend Crystal Lackey at Stockton Mortgage. Stockton Mortgage is an equal housing lender, MLS number 8259. Crystal Lackey, MLS number 1735979. Now, coming back to the podcast, we have, a, or I'm sorry, coming to the podcast, we have a returning guest, uh, someone that I would consider um, a friend now. Uh, since having him on last July, uh, we text back and forth every once in a while. Uh, he has since started his own podcast, which we will talk about in this interview. And, uh, we will talk about a gang of other things, including The Last Dance, which you guys have heard me do episodes about um, on Facebook Live the past couple of weeks. But returning to the podcast, we have 2005 Albuquerque Regional MVP, former Louisville male standout, former Louisville Cardinal standout, Mr. Larry O'Bannon. So without further ado, Mr. Larry O'Bannon. What's up, Larry? How's everything going, man? Going good, man. I appreciate you for having me on the show. I appreciate you for coming on again, man. I know uh, seeing your podcast, man, everything's been pretty busy. I, we had you on, uh, I think it was last July, and since then, I, I think I noticed that you retired from basketball. Is that right? I have, man. I have. Yeah, I'm a homebody now. Family man. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, you got married, I think, in between there, too. I did. I did. I got married last summer, August. Uh, glad that I did. It was the perfect time. I'm glad that I you know, I feel bad for people to have weddings or uh, that had wedding schedule around this time of year with everything that's going on right now. So yeah, it seemed like uh we got married at just the right time. Absolutely. So what what kind of went into the decision of a retirement? I guess was it just you felt like your body was there and then along with the wedding and everything, you just didn't want to take time away from your family or uh yeah, I just kinda got tired of being away. Uh fifteen seemed like a pretty good number to stop on. Um and I was just kind of losing the, you know, the drive of just wanting to practice every day. I still love playing the game, but the drive for wanting to practice every day, I didn't have that anymore. I've had it some days, but I didn't have it every day like I needed to. So it's better for me to, uh, you know, call the quits, go out with my body on top, and my body's still in one piece and, and feeling pretty good. So I just thought it was the right time. Got married, uh, come home, spend time with my wife, my family. I've already missed a lot of time with those guys. so. Figured I'd start trying to play catch up a little bit. It sounds kind of like what MJ said in the last dance whenever he was talking to Ahmad Rashad. When he said, uh, Ewing said they're going to have to carry me off the court. And he's like, I don't want to get carried off the court. Sounds like you you quit when your body was still feeling good, yeah. which is kind of what he was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to use basketball. I ain't going to let basketball use me. Absolutely. So what what things have you been doing since, uh, since you retired? Um i just been working out, staying in shape, man. That's the main thing. Um, obviously, I want to get into coaching, but with everything that's going on right now, uh, you don't really know what's going on with, you know, no sports right now. You're not sure when it's going to start back up. Everybody's wanting to start it back up, but uh, we want everybody to be healthy and, and take the right precautions before we do start up. And so, um, you know, it's probably trimmed a lot of budgets because of 
you know, not really being able to op operate at capacity with crowds and things like that. So I'm sure that takes away from a lot of revenue, which has uh, in turn results in a lot of budget cuts. So, you know, you never know what's going to go on with coaching. So uh, we'll see what uh, the future holds. But right now I'm just taking time to spend time with the family. Have you had anybody contact you about coaching? I mean, you don't have to mention any names or anything because I'm sure you don't want uh, that to. Oh no! I've talked. I've talked to. A, I've talked to a few people. I've talked to a few different coaches, but that's always been. It's just been kind of small talk. Nothing concrete or solid. I got you. So the last time uh, you spoke with us, you were talking about starting a podcast, which not only have you done, but you've had some of the best guests for someone that's starting a podcast. That, at least in my opinion, I mean, you had Derek Griffith, uh, Wade Houston, Samaki Walker. Uh, today you had Will Purdue, or I guess it was yesterday you had Will Purdue. Uh, you released it today, and then you had my favorite yeah. player of all time, Dewan Wheat, which I think you mentioned that he was your favorite player of all time. Yeah, he was definitely uh, somebody that I looked up to coming up. He was my favorite car right around the time where uh, I really started to take basketball serious and, and really started to take note of the basketball game. He was somebody that I just really looked up to, and he was somebody that I used to just watch and, I wanted to emulate whenever I went out and played basketball. I didn't, you know, I didn't quite get the handle that he did, but he always had a sweet jump shot. So um, I was able to sort of uh, match that part of his game. So which one of your guests were you most excited to interview? Like, were you nervous to interview? I guess you could say most excited. Then we'll say most nervous. If you were, uh, I wasn't nervous to interview anybody. Yeah. I wasn't nervous to interview anybody. Um, Probably the most excited for Dewan Wheat because, you know, always – it's funny, man, because people ask me, like, you know, because I meet a lot of different celebrities, you know, all the time. And, you know, you meet NBA players, you meet actors, you meet actresses, you meet entertainers. And, you know, I always just shake the hand, nod, and, and keep it moving. But it's something about the people that you grew up watching that just, you know, you get excited about. So, like – you know, you meet LeBron James, you shake him, you know, nice to meet you, man. Great job, love everything that you do. But, you know, you meet a Dewan Wheat or you meet a Peter Warwick, and these are guys, or Charlie Ward, these are guys that I looked up to when I was younger. And, like, you know, I still get excited like a kid sitting down and just having an opportunity to talk to these people. So uh, Dewan Wheat was probably uh, the guy that I was most excited to talk to. And even though he's, he's a really good friend of mine, but I still just get excited just to uh, talk to him. Peter Warwick is a name that I have not heard in a long time. That dude was a baller, though. Yeah. That is, so I, yeah. I uh, yeah, yeah. Peter Warwick. I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big time Florida State fan. I'm a Florida State football fan. Nice. So I put it out and that you were going to be on today and asked if uh, anybody want to ask some questions. I had a couple fan questions if you don't mind answering. Them. So one of one of them okay. came from Twitter. Shoot. And they said, uh, what are your your current your top five current favorite bourbons? My top five current favorite bourbons. Ooh. Uh, I'm gonna go Weller's, um, Weller's AR 107, uh, Antique 107, excuse me. Weller's Antique 1071. I'm gonna probably say Stag Junior Batch 12 2. Um, I'm gonna go. Willis Family Estate, Blanton, Blanton's Gold, and I'm going to go Whooper Reserve Double Oak. Blanton's Gold. Tough. That's, I got that's a, couple a, that's a tough one to get, that Blanton's Gold. That's tough. That yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, was, 
I haven't been able to I haven't been able to get my hands on it yet. Um, but I was a part of uh, some uh, some guys that I had on my podcast, and they put me through a blind tasting, and so they allowed me to uh, have a blind tasting of some man, and it was really nice. Really nice. nice. So uh, the other one, it says, can you explain the feeling slash experience of your big senior night game? Like what uh, nah, man, you can't really put it into words, man. You, you can't really put it into words. I was so happy. I was so excited. Um, but the crazy part about it is that I was nervous to show my excitement, man. You know, my because Coach Patino was always on me about, you know, being stoic. And so, like, you know, I was I was really happy, but like I had to keep this game pace on, man, because he probably would have yelled at me uh, <laughs> if I got excited and started cheering or pointing to the crowd or something. So I had to stay stoic the whole time. And they asked the same thing about the w, WVU comeback. I'm guessing you're probably going to say the same thing. It's tough to really put that into words. Uh, man, you know what? Between those two games, it's tough. I would always have to say senior night because it was in front of the home crowd, but uh the West Virginia game was great man I think at the time I was so locked in man I really didn't even understand the, the situation on the magnitude at that time I, you know I knew it was either win or go home but yeah you know man you're so dialed in and focused on a mission man it's like you know you don't even have time to really think about nothing else and then once a little bit of time passes you kind of realize how special it was man so uh, it's just a great feeling, man, when you uh, sit back and think about it and, and the effect that it's had on people and people still remember it, man. So uh makes you appreciative. And where, where would you say those two games rank on your all-time favorite games you've played in? My all-time favorite games, um, I'd probably say they, they're right there at one and two. Um and it's funny because I just saw a game. Well, I didn't actually see the game. Somebody tagged me at a game where uh, my freshman year, I, I hit a buzzer beater to beat Charlotte. I remember that. And that was that ranks up there. That was one of my favorite games. Um, probably my senior year beating Cincinnati and beat in Cincinnati. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, every year we always split with Cincinnati. We were never able to beat Cincinnati on their home court. So being able to beat them on their home court uh, was fun for me. And probably the other one, uh, probably playing against some of my good friends. I had a few good friends that played for North Carolina A&T. And uh, it was like four guys from Louisville there, and they've been talking big trash, man. So I couldn't <laughs> wait to play them, and uh, we'd be pretty good. We were, we were, we, you know, I knew we were going to blow them out, but it still felt good to beat them and rub it in their face, though. Still I'm honestly surprised that you didn't mention mention the Memphis game in the CSA championship. That's one I'm surprised I didn't hear you mention with the way that it ended. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was sitting there. I'm sitting there trying to think of of all the games. That was that was one of my favorite ones, just for the simple fact that not how I performed, but just uh, you know, probably at the at the misery of of Darius Washington with as much trash as he was talking, uh, yeah. for him to miss those free throws. Uh, and actually, you know what? I take that back. The the Kentucky game, even though we lost. The uh, spark skate, I called it spark skate on my podcast. That was probably one of my favorite games, though. That was one of my favorite games. Even though we was on the wrong end of it, uh, shouldn't have been, but that was still one of my favorite games to play in, though. 
So uh, back to your podcast, which episode so far that you've recorded is your favorite? And then which one have you gotten the most feedback about? Um, I'd probably say Griff was probably my favorite one, uh, just for the simple fact. All my podcasts that I get to do in person, because it's tough because everybody's in different locations. And so sometimes you got to do podcasts remotely. But the ones that you get to do in person are a little bit better because you get a better feel and it just feels more natural. And, and Griff was just entertaining, man. Just a not naturally funny guy. We were sitting in his restaurant and uh, it, it just was, it was nice, man. He, you know, had a lot of jokes. He had a lot of great stories and memories. The and, stories uh, he told, he told stories that, that nobody had so heard good. before. So. Yeah. And so that was probably my favorite one, getting to talk to Griff. And which one have you had like people texting you being like, man, that was such a good episode. And, and, or, you know, feedback about a certain episode? Um, probably the Wade Houston one. It's probably the one I get the most feedback about. People really love – people always love the hometown guys. Uh, Dewan Wheat, Daryl Griffith. Uh, they're like Derek Anderson. Uh, but probably Coach Wade Houston was probably the best one. That was probably the most fulfilling one for me, one that I really wish that I could have done in person. Uh, just to sit and talk to him. And, you know, I didn't want to keep him long, but he's one of those people where I just wish I could have just – I didn't put myself on a time limit. I just wish I could have talked to him for three or four hours. But I know, he, oh, you know yeah. he's a busy man, but, you know, it's one that, you know, was probably most fulfilling inside. I know that growing up, that's a that's a guy my dad talked about a lot. My dad graduated from Mayo uh, back in 68. So you were always one of the guys he talked about because like when I was coming up, because you were a male guy, uh, he took us to see Michael Bush play whenever he was a sophomore in high school. Uh, so, you know, Chris Redmond, but he always Mm -hmm. talked about those older guys, the, you know, the Daryl Griffiths, uh, all those guys that came around that time of Wade Houston and, it, I mean, it was, it's awesome to see not only you starting a podcast, but you getting guys like that and, and just, I don't know, because I like to share that with my dad, and sometimes we'll listen together on some things that I'll show him with that. And it's pretty cool that something that you're doing kind of brings mm-hmm. me and my dad closer together too because it's awesome to hear. No, man. No, man. That, that's, a, that's a great feeling. You know, that, that's why you do it, man. You, necessarily, it's great, you know, to have a sponsor or to, to, to get great views, but, you know, I do it just because it's, you know, something that I enjoy. And when I stop having the joy of doing it, you know, I won't do it. But I enjoy doing it, just sitting down and, and talking and, and listening to the stories. That's oh, why yeah. I do it. So I asked you just now, what's your top five favorite bourbons? Have you found a new one in the recent, in the recent past uh-huh. that's become one of your favorites? Uh, probably the Stag Junior's been my most recent one that's jumped up um i rather i discovered that probably uh probably about a month and a half ago i think it was like late march i really it was my first time trying it and man loved it from right from the sip jumped up right into right into like my top one or two man and nice. i was on that for a while and i was actually able to find a bottle um not too far from my house man at a local uh, store so uh, Stag Junior man is probably my, one of my uh, favorites man Mitchell Sour Match is one of my favorites too I didn't even throw that in my top five but that's one of my go-tos it's, I'm sure it's hard to, to bottle it up to five no pun intended there to bottle it up to five of them and say yeah these are my five favorite but 
Yeah, 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 yeah. It's tough. That's tough. <laughs> so did you I'm get on to the look out for old Ezra Seven now? Though I've, I've seen that in a few different people, so uh, I'm on the lookout for that. I want to try that. Nice. So did you get to make it home for any games this year? Any Louisville games? Uh, I did. I was home for the reunion when we came and played North Carolina. I was there uh, when we played that game. That's right. Yeah, and we, I believe I was home for yeah for the reunion game, and I believe I was home for the um, Kentucky game. Did we play Kentucky at home this year? No, we play them at home next year. We played them in Lexington this year. Next, yeah, I, I can't remember. It may have, may have been Virginia. Virginia or one of the home games I was I came to the Virginia game was the one that we got up real big and it was probably the loudest that place has been in a couple of years and they got we got up and then they came back towards the end and we ended up yeah. that game was fun yeah I think it was the Virginia game at home and then and then I came home for the uh North Carolina game for the reunion nice um so what did what did you think? First off, what did you think of the team this year? Uh, I mean, I know with with uh, with everything being cut short, um, what what did you think of the team? Did you get to go to practice or anything, or did you just come in, go straight to the game, and then have to leave back out again? Yeah, I just came in for the game and had to leave right back out. I didn't get a chance to uh, talk to any of the guys, but I thought we had a, a really good team. I thought David Johnson made strides. Um, I thought he. Really showed a lot of moxie, man. I um, think he has a lot to learn, but, you know, his talent is undeniable. Uh, I thought I think Jordan Wara um, really did well. Um, I think he had some moments where he had, like, some lapses in, in big key moments, but I still thought he played great overall. Um, Darius Perry. Uh, started off well, but then kind of faded. I think he lost his confidence. Uh, and they kind of struggled uh, from there. I thought sort of the same with Ryan McMahon, but then he seemed to find his. But I thought we had a team that was, you know, just built a, a great camaraderie. I thought at first we depended on Jordan Warrow too much, but then, you know, everybody started to rally around and, uh, you know, play together. I love Dwayne Sutton, another another hometown guy. He's probably oh, my yeah. favorite guy to watch. Just I just love his motor. Um. Who else? And Enoch, and I really wish we could have got more out of Enoch. I feel like he just could have been really dominant, but he, he just didn't. He wasn't demanding uh, of the ball. Malik really played well. I was proud of Malik. Malik really, you know, plays his heart out, man. But um, I thought we could have made some noise. It's just unfortunate that things got canceled, and we uh, will never know how it would have turned out. That's what I was going to ask you. you. You think that this team could have won it all if if it wouldn't have been cut short? They had the possibility. Some things had to line up. Um, I think it could have been possible. It would have been tough, but um, it definitely was possible if things would have aligned and, and, and some stars would have lined up for these guys. It, it was definitely uh, in the sights. For sure. So, what? Um, I mean, everything's just been – it's been so weird since everything has happened with this COVID-19 stuff. You know, game – the – all the conference tournaments being shut down, the NCAA tournament being canceled. Um, you know, they even moved up the last dance, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. But what, what would you say is the biggest thing that you've missed since this COVID-19 stuff is hit? 
uh, just sports in general. Um, miss watching the uh, NBA playoffs. I miss watching the NCAA tournament, you know, the conference tournament. Those are probably the things that I miss the most. Um, didn't get to watch the Masters. I was really looking forward to watching Tiger um, defend his Masters title uh, last year. Those are probably uh, the, the biggest yeah. things that I've missed that I really look forward to watching this time of year. The start of baseball, I mean, I'm not really a big baseball fan, but I always watch it close to the, you know, opening opening days and then toward the, you know, the playoffs, toward the pennant. And so I'm just a, a avid sports guy that I enjoy watching sports this time of year. So, you know, that's one thing that I really miss. So you mentioned the, uh, the NBA playoffs is something that you miss watching. And uh, there was a quote that Shaq said recently, I think it was with uh, Yahoo!, and he said that if the NBA came back and someone won the title, that would have an asterisk beside it. Do you agree with this sentiment? And if you do, or if, why or why not? I don't. I, I don't. I think, um, I think you know, everybody has the same playing fields. I think, you know, a lot of different things going to teams winning championships. And it's not necessarily the best team that wins the championship each year. You know, you have injuries, you have – referees, bad calls, um, just bad luck. You know, you have a whole bunch of different variables to go into it. And this variable is just bigger than, you know, some of the other ones. But I don't think that it shouldn't be counted. I mean, everybody's competing. Everybody has the same uh, even playing field when it comes to pursuing the championship. You know, it's not like somebody's been able to practice or, or play, you know, while others haven't. Everybody's been in the same protocol. So I don't – don't think there should be an asterisk. I think the best team comes out at the end, and uh, you should be awarded a championship. You know, they don't count it against Tim Duncan when he won it in the lockout year. Championship. They don't never say it's an asterisk. And so, no, I, I disagree with that. I low-key think I low key think he don't really want – I think he feels like it might be a cheap way of getting a championship, but either way, you still got to win it. Yeah. So um... – the last dance has been on. Uh, first off, I'll just display. What did you think of the last dance? Let's just ask Loved that first. it. Loved it. Uh, exceeded exceeded all of my expectations. Uh, I knew it was going to be great either way, just because it was. You know, they called it the last dance, but they should have just named it Michael Jordan's final year. But I loved it. <laughs> loved everything about it. Uh, Great docuseries. Yeah, I, I, it's definitely my favorite one that I've ever watched, just the, all the stuff that they that they talked about on there. Before we talk about it, I want, I want to ask your opinion on this and see what you think, see if you if you think this is something. Because they said the reason that this was even put out, because they had recorded everything, but Jordan said that it couldn't come out unless he said it could or vice versa, that the guy that, took, that did all the footage said it could too. And it said that Jordan said that it could come out when LeBron came back to beat the Warriors in that 3-1 series. So Brian Windhorst was quoted to say, I do think part of the reason Jordan said yes to this documentary after LeBron won that title was because maybe for the first time there was, a poss there was possibly a threat to the throne. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Do you, think that's, do you think that's crazy? Do you think that it is close? Do you think that it's not close? Or Uh, I don't think it's too far-fetched. I could see some competitive nature in, in okay in it, uh, just to sort of kind of remind people a little bit about what yeah. he did 
and how great he was. Uh, I'm not going to say it's completely that, but uh, it, it probably had a little bit of something to do with it. I don't think it's too far-fetched. So what was – was there was there anything or multiple things that you didn't already know that you saw in this? Um, one, I didn't know that it, Michael Jordan really didn't have the flu. Uh, it was food poisoning. Um, and I couldn't really recall. I remember Michael Jordan's dad died, but I didn't know he was murdered the way that he – in the fashion that he was. Yeah. Um, that was uh, new information. Um, I know a lot of people didn't know about Steve Kerr's father being murdered either. Yeah. No, I didn't know about that. I didn't know about that. I didn't know about Scottie Pippen signing that long contract like that. Oh, that was one of the – And I didn't know about him almost being traded. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when you heard the, the terms, what was it, seven years, $18 million so, or oh. something? The terms of that contract was ridiculous yeah. when you yeah. think about the player that he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he definitely uh, should have been extended, man. So every Monday um, after after the last thing, other little, little gems. Yeah, there was there was a couple mm-hmm. things that I didn't know. I didn't know um, some of the stuff about Rodman. Like I didn't know about the Vegas thing about him leaving in the middle of the season, going to Vegas for. For three yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't know that either. I, he, I didn't know. I, I seen him on on the wrestling thing a few times. I didn't know yeah. it was after, right after uh, the playoff game though. It was in the finals. That's what's even crazier. It was in the finals. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because right. I remember when he Robin and, uh, was, yeah, he, he was a different dude, and, and people. Yeah, and Robin was a physical specimen, man. For him to be able to do what he did and, and still uh, come out and perform like that, man, Robin was a physical specimen. I just hear it because you always knew that there was partying and stuff behind the scenes with Dennis Robin, but, like, you didn't really know that he was doing that much until his 30 for 30 came out. And then some even more with this stuff on the last dance. And it, 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 he really is a physical specimen. And, like, I already thought he was underrated. But then whenever you hear all the stuff that he's doing and still performs the way he, that he did, it's seriously mind-boggling that he could do that. Yeah, and I didn't even get a chance to watch his 30 for 30 yet. But everybody that I've seen that's watched it and commented on it said it's, it's really mind-blowing. And, and, you know, you can understand his, you know, I don't know if you say confusion or um, maybe his tendencies are his – his style, you know, it becomes more understandable. But, no, I haven't got a chance to watch it yet. It's 30 for 30. You should check it out. Not it's on, sure it's on watch. watch. You say you not, you don't know if you will? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I will. Um, so what, what would you say was your favorite part of the documentary, if you had one? Or you could be multiple parts, because I had multiple parts that were my if favorite I had parts. Some- Probably, probably, probably the final episode, um, the rivalry between him and Reggie Miller. I always love to watch those two go at it, man. I, I love, you know, the fiery competitiveness that Reggie Miller had, and I love the the, the fire and fury that Michael Jordan had. And to watch those two go at it, man, and uh, 
to really hear them talk in depth and, and some of the trash talking that was going on. Reggie Miller said that, you know, George said, don't ever talk trash to black Jesus. Just a little insights like that uh, go into it. Um, yeah, I. I know parts that I liked. I liked the part when uh, he was betting in the locker room office with the security guy, and the security guy gave the shrug. I think that that was one of my favorite parts. And then going to <laughs> then going yeah, to the game. going to the end whenever uh, he was dribbling the ball up after he stole it from Malone, and they asked uh, Dennis Rodman what he was what he was thinking, and he said, "Oh, I knew he was going to shoot that." Right. Nobody else is even <laughs> nobody else is even gonna have a shot at shooting it. Yeah. And they asked Pippin and Pippin said, I just just get the heck out of the way. <laughs> so we get to we're getting That's to the it. end. And uh just like just like the segment on your podcast, we got some rapid fire questions for you. Um uh, I'm gonna ask you the questions, just say the first okay. thing that comes to your head and uh we'll see we'll see what you say. So, first question, what's your biggest pet peeve? All right. Uh, my biggest bet is uh, insult my intelligence. I'm down right there with you. Uh, favorite slash best game you've ever played in? Favorite, I'm sorry? Favorite slash best game you've ever played in? Uh, favorite slash best game I've ever played in? Probably um, winning winning the seventh – well, actually, it wasn't even semifinals. My junior year of high school, uh, we beat the Valor Bruins in the semifinals, man. They were nationally ranked team. Uh, they were just won the state championship, had everybody coming back, basically. And they were the overwhelming favorite to win the state title. And we beat them in the semifinals of the seventh region in nice. front of a, a sold-out, way beyond capacity crowd at Fern Creek High School. Wow. That was uh, Brandon Bender? Is that, uh, is that when he was there? Yep. Adam Childs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Uh, okay, you can eat dinner with three people. Who would it be? Alive? Do they have to be alive? No, it can be alive or dead or or whatever. Um, Muhammad Ali. Mm. Martin Luther King. And probably Tiger Woods. Nice. I'm surprised to hear that one over MJ with you being a basketball guy. Yeah, I was think I was I was thinking MJ, but I'll probably go over Tiger. I so I've met you know, I guess those are people I've never met. I've met Jordan I've met Jordan a couple of occasions, so so what is what is the best gift you've ever received? Um, 
best gift I've ever received. A car for my parents. Oh, dang. Okay, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Um, to be able to create anything I want. <laughs> that's kind of cheap. That's like wishing for a thousand wishes. <laughs> but um, I'll, t- I'll take it I'd, though. I'd probably say to uh, to be to be uh, probably probably to be able to uh, probably be able to fly. That yeah, that would be awesome. Because you would never have to worry about traffic. You just be wherever right. you wanted to be. His father. All right, who who would you say is your favorite superhero? Favorite superhero, uh, probably Batman. Not really big into uh, superheroes, but I probably say Batman. I'm right there with you, man. I'm not really that big into it either, but I know I know a lot of people are huge into. It. If I had to pick one, I'd probably say Hulk. I always like the Incredible Hulk. Oh. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I, th- I think I know the answer to this one because I'm pretty sure you told this story on your podcast. But did you or do you have a celebrity? Okay. Do I have a celebrity crush? Or did you have a celebrity crush? Because I feel like you answered this cele- in your very first episode with Carrie Rhodes. Uh, celebrity crush? Um... Probably growing up, I probably would have said it was Aaliyah. That was probably my childhood crush. See, I honestly would have thought you'd say Halle Berry because I remember the story you told on the episode with uh, Carrie Rhodes about getting to meet uh, Halle Berry. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, she was, she was, uh, you know, she was my hot, you know, crush growing up too. So. I mean, it's it's a couple. I could you know I could have named a, a few, but Aaliyah, or Holly Berry, probably. I ain't gonna get you. Aaliyah, I I really had a big crush on Aaliyah when I was younger. I cool, man. But Aaliyah, Aaliyah was uh, probably my Aaliyah was probably my big crush when I was younger. All right. So, what would you say is your favorite food? I guess we'll go meal. Your favorite meal. My favorite meal. Um, mm-hmm. I would probably say probably fried fish and okra. Okay. And then uh, fruits or fruits or veggies, which one would you rather have? Fruits. Fruits. And then the last question, you can make a, a rule for one day and everyone has to follow it. What would it be? for one day and everybody had to follow it mm-hmm. uh, do the right thing that's a that's a good one actually i do i do have another question i just thought of because i just saw this and i'm gonna pull it from your podcast so you gotta start one you gotta bench one Shoot. you gotta cut one michael jordan lebron okay. james Kobe <laughs> Bryant. uh i'm i'm a friend well uh i'm a I would say franchise. I'll start Michael Jordan. I'm a sign LeBron. I'm a wave Kobe. I'm a I'm a keep uh, LeBron and I'm a bench uh, Kobe. I would just switch the first two, but yeah, we agree with who we would keep. 
So I got one more thing to talk to you about because yeah, it, it, it's not as easy. It's not as easy as I as, as I make it sound, but that's that's what I would go with though. <laughs> yeah. So on the last episode, we asked you what because I, I got a lot of crap for this, so I got I got to I got to talk to you about it now. So the last episode, we asked you what was your favorite okay. pizza place in Louisville, and you said Wicks. I got a lot of crap for not saying anything yeah. to you because I'm not the biggest fan of Wicks. But I was like, man, I didn't really know him. Yeah. So either <laughs> when everything's <laughs> over with, man, I gotta take you around to some places and show you some places so you can get a different a different answer. Cause I definitely feel like there's some better places than Wicks. The other stuff like the Chicken King, I oh, agreed with okay. you on that. The chicken wings are are definitely better. But we got to get together and get some pizza because I can. Yeah. I can show I like you some. Bur- I like I like Bernos too though. Bernos has a good pizza. Bernos and Impelizari's has a good pizza. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've been to Spinelli's a few times on the late night. Uh, <laughs> those are you know those are local. I try to support the locals on the pizza. Uh, Mellow uh, Mellow Mushroom really has a good pizza. A little expensive, but it's, it's really good. Uh, the Oreos is a good one that's down on Barstown, uh, on yeah, on Baxter or Barstown Road. That's a solid one. And then there's a one that's in uh, Melwood. What's, uh, what's the name of it? The Oreos. There's actually two of them. There's one in St. The Matthew's Oreos. and there's I one. I haven't heard that one. There's one on Barstown Road and there's one in St. Matthew's. It's called the Oreos. And there's uh, another one called Danny Max. It's at uh, Melwood Art Center. That's the one you should check out as well. They have, uh, they have some breadsticks there called Crack Sticks. And they are exactly what they call them. They're they're crack sticks. Oh, okay. Man, it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got to try that. I'll definitely remember that. Dorios at the Melwood Art Center. I'll definitely. No, try the, that. Uh, the Oreos is on Barchtown. Uh, Danny Max is at Melwood Art Center. Dorio. Yeah. Danny Max. Okay. Okay. But man, I definitely I, have to try those out. I man, appreciate they you. must they must be a sponsor, man. You you plugging them, man. Oh man, I just I'm one of those guys, man, that if a place treats me well, uh I'm a I'm a plug them. You know what I mean? And and I it's the exact opposite way too. You know, if some place does me do where I think they're doing me because I mean every place is gonna have a bad day sometimes. So I'm not gonna just drag a place down or anything like that. But right. if I feel like a place is like actually terrible, yeah. then I'll that I'll tell people. Uh but on the on the flip side, I'm always going to tell people when, when it's good. You know, Diorios has has been solid every time I've eaten there. Right. Danny Max has been great every time I've eaten there. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I just well, let me ask you this before we get off here: what what's your favorite bourbon, or, or what's your go-to bourbon? Uh, favorite bourbon, uh, Blade and Bow. Blade and Bow is my favorite. The smoothness of it, the mint. Blade and Bow. Okay, yeah, I tried that. I love I like Blade and Bow, and yeah, Blade uh, and Bow is pretty solid. Right there with is probably Midwinter's Night's Dram. Those two are, are my two favorites. Which which one? Midwinter's Night's Dram. I haven't tried that one. Yeah, it's, it's solid. It's kind of tough a, to get. Send me uh, to, the name of that one. Yeah, I have to. I have to see if my buddy can okay. uh, and maybe get you a sample of it or something. Because uh, it's good stuff. Okay. Yeah. It's it's really good stuff. But I don't. You can't ever really find it around here. Okay. okay. But Larry, man, I, I appreciate you so much for taking time out. I know you're a busy guy because I see you on Instagram and, and Facebook and all that stuff, doing stuff all the time. So, man, I appreciate you taking some time out with me. Oh, uh, man, no problem, man. I appreciate you having me on. For sure, man. I'll, I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Hopefully maybe we can do this again sometime.
All right, man. Look forward to it. All right, man. See ya.